You are listening to Ron Van Dam, a man who sold his soul for fame and fortune and didn't keep the receipt. This is the Ron Van Dam Show on New England Broadcasting. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's the Ron Van Dam Show. Okay, thank you. Hold on tight. Things can get a bit weird. If you like that sort of thing. Hey, welcome to the program. It is the Ron Van Dam Show. I am the person to whom they refer to in the title. Yes, check it out. enough thank you so much make yourself comfortable no 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 put your pants back on not that comfortable oh my god unbelievable it's just unbelievable well welcome to the show how are you good to oh just you know the time we spend together is just um there aren't words for it so let's not even talk about it Uh, I'm watching TV yesterday, man. I watch TV every day. Sometimes it makes me extremely happy. Sometimes it makes me extremely comfortable. Sometimes it bugs the hell out of me. Sometimes it makes me want to cry. Hey, I'll just start the show by saying, uh, man, you know, uh, Fox News is fake news. (laughs) The shoe is like right back in their foot. Um, And I'm telling you something. Um, enjoy democracy while you can. It's been a fun ride, but that's about it, I suppose. Um, and I don't want to get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you? So I'm watching TV and there's a commercial for Burger King. They're still trying to sell hamburgers. (laughs) They're not giving up. No. McDonald's has just shut them out so much it's not funny. And then Wendy's came along and gave an extra little kick in the face. Burger King is just struggling. Oh, my God, that crown that you put on your head, that paper crown, it's not staying on your head anymore. Oh, man, that's an analogy. I do prefer Burger King because they advertise their burgers being flame broiled, and that sounds a little healthier than fried and then uh, licked with saliva. For uh, McDonald's, I'm not saying they do that. I'm just assuming they do. So anyway, Burger King now, they have, uh, their their hamburgers are now called Stackers. <laughs> they still have the Whopper, which is the large flame-broiled hamburger with a whole lot of things that they consider to be vegetables. Ketchup, thanks to Reagan, is of course now a vegetable. Lettuce. Yeah, you know, iceberg, no, no nutrition value, but yeah, vegetable. (laughs) It's roughage, man. 
And that's really it. And then some kind of special sauce that only Johnny in the back knows how to make. Anyway, so now they're promoting their stackers. They have uh, Burger King hamburgers that are three patties high. We're we're now <laughs> we're now uh, looking at the height of a burger by the number of patties are involved. <laughs> this is crazy, man. They're trying to make so many hamburgers uh, on this bun that you can't open your mouth, which I'm all for. I think people open their mouths way too much. Now they have what they call the quad stacker. Oh, my God. This is four hamburger patties on one bun. (laughs) First of all, if you ever order this and eat it, don't let people see you doing this. It is just so freaking ridiculous. Four hamburgers piled on a bun. Burger King is struggling. Oh my God, they're struggling to go this far. Uh, and their and their motto, their their slogan for the the quad burger, is "This will kill you faster." I don't know if that's a good slogan. No, i have just made that up because that seems to be the case. It's the it's the stacker quad, ladies and gentlemen. And if you don't believe me, visit a Burger King or Google it on your Google machine. They've got the balls to sell you this stuff. And apparently you can't sue them accordingly because you asked for the, the stacker quad. <laughs> stacker quad. Wow. Sounds like a sexual move, doesn't it? Hey. You want to fool around tonight and I'll do the stacker quad? Whoa. Okay, baby. No, I don't know what that means. Anyway. Yeah, I don't. uh, I've said on the show many times, I I don't go for the fast food. I'll I'll tell you a, a very quick story, which scared the hell out of me. It's the same way that I stopped smoke. I smoked for a little while, like 10 minutes. And, uh. Had a friend of mine that died of lung cancer. I stopped smoking completely. I didn't even. I don't even look at the stuff. Um, yeah, I just. It's like for me, that's that's a good way to stop doing something. Find that. Find somebody that died from doing that, and it'll probably work. <laughs> that's that. That does it. I had a friend named Evan, lived in Teaneck, New Jersey. Nice guy. Uh, uh, and another comedian. I, I only, I'm only close friends with funny people. I'm serious. It's, I've, I, I took a look back at my life, and I found very, very distinctly, I will only be friends or even acquaintances with people that have a sense of humor. A, they have to get me, because my sense of humor is extremely dry. I'm like a desert humor-wise. You have to get me. If we don't have a connection of getting each other, as far as our humor is concerned, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. I have to say witty, dry things, and you have to say cute and adorable, interesting things that have a bend of humor to it that probably no one else will get. Then we've got a relationship. So this guy, Evan, uh, we used to go back and forth uh, with the humor. It's just uh, all day. That's all we did. And it was a great time. I hadn't seen Evan in a, in a long time because I moved to the Boston area and he lives in the New Jersey area. 
So I went down to see him about uh, six, seven years ago. Mm, yeah, something like that. I had a nice house and stuff. And he says, uh, Ron, let's go out to lunch. I said, sure. Because <laughs> we're laughing. And I said, where do you want to go? He says, well, uh, we'll go uh, to where I go for lunch uh, just about every day, Kentucky Fried Chicken. I said, you go to Kentucky Fried Chicken every single day? He said, yes, it's fantastic. Evan's occupation was a, um, he was a, uh, what they call a television uh, engineer. He didn't fix anything. His job, oh my God, what a great job he had. He worked at WOR Channel 9, uh, located uh, in the Newark, New Jersey area, a, a very huge television network uh, in New York City. And his job was to sit in front of a bank of monitors all day and just make sure that the signal was going out properly, that the, uh, the local commercials were being inserted properly during the commercial breaks. So he sat in a chair all day in front of a console with television monitors in front of him, and that's what he did all day. Someone had to do it. It was him. Could there be a more sedentary job than sitting in a chair watching television monitors all day? And then for lunch and probably at other moments during the day when you have a break, you go to Kentucky Fried Chicken and you eat that crap. I'm not saying it's crap. I'm just saying it's in the in the general category thereof. So Evan says, uh, hey, Ryan, we're going to lunch. I said, yeah, he says, let's go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. I said, you eat this every day? He says, yes. So we go to Kentucky Fried Chicken, and he walks in, and I swear the guy behind the counter looks at Evan walking into the Kentucky Fried Chicken in Ramsey, New Jersey. And, and he says, hi, Evan. And I said, well, oh, my God, they know you. Not because of what you do, but because you eat there every single day. And what he ordered was the greasiest thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know what you call it, but there was a lot of freaking fly, uh, fried food. Um, spent the day with Evan. We had a great time talking, that kind of thing. Uh, I get back home. Um, I get a call about uh, five months later from his wife. Ron, I hate to inform you, but Evan has passed away. What happened? Oh, he had a heart attack. Really? Um, I was devastated, but at the same time, my response to myself, I didn't say it to her, but my response to myself was, yeah, um, that makes sense. And from that day on, I don't eat fried food really at all. And I never go to a fast food place. And if I do, it's because I'm drunk and I don't know what I'm doing. Um, and sometimes I don't have to be drunk to know not what I'm doing. So, okay, I'm fine. All right. And I don't get drunk a lot. I don't think I ever have to be. I'm not a drunk kind of guy. If I drink, I stop. When I, when I start feeling a little bit like, you know, this is, I, this is affecting me, I stop. Anyway, that's the story. Um, so, uh, Stacker Quad, Burger King, have a good time. Enjoy. Unbelievable. Aren't we funny? Aren't we funny people? I mean, not laugh, laugh, funny, but aren't we odd? Aren't we odd? Isn't, isn't our society like really odd? 
<laughs> it is. It used to be lovable that we were all odd. Now it's a little concerning. <laughs> you know what else is concerning? Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, as the winter is coming to an end, um, again, now this is the fifth warmest winter on record where I live. And in other places, it's, it's the warmest. Um, snow wise where I live, two inches of snow for the whole season. It's very, very scary. And throughout the world, unfortunately, uh, it's getting warmer every single year, and now significantly so. Um, mm -mm. Uh, Those of you that say, uh, I want to live forever, mm, start thinking that through. Mm, That's not uh, really a great idea. It's not going to happen anyway, but it's not a great idea. Anyway, good. Yeah, I'm watching another commercial for this horrible TV show. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but uh, the announcer in the commercial says, it's time for blah, 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 everybody's favorite TV show. Oh, it was Wheel of Fortune. That's what it is. It was Wheel of Fortune, which I can't watch that much because it's just so the same, you know? It's just the same. It used to be like, you know, the, the you know, Vanna White used to turn letters. She doesn't even turn them anymore. She just touches the letters. And I, okay, now we're really getting sedentary in our ways, aren't we? She's just touching things instead of turning them. At least turning is a little bit of, you know, the wrist moved a little bit. But the, the, the words that they have to guess, you know, they have the, you know, you have to, you know, is there a P? No, there's no P. Is there a W? No, there's no W. Is there an A? Yeah, there's six A's. That kind of thing, you know, and then trying to figure out what the phrase is. The phrases used to be interesting, like, um, you know, caught in a, in a windstorm, um, the perfect storm, uh, um, adjust my seatbelt, that kind of thing. Things that people say. Now they've run out of those things. So now the phrases are, are things that uh, you couldn't even possibly guess, like um, chewing your table leg. I mean, what are you talking about? <laughs> Annihilating your pencil. These are not phrases that people use. How can you guess that? But anyway, so uh, apparently, the, so the announcer says, hey, now it's time for everybody's favorite game, Wheel of Fortune. And I and I I stood up and I yelled at the TV and I said, "No, that's not true. It's not my favorite game. Everybody's favorite game. Take a straw poll again. It's not everybody's favorite game. It's kind of like very few people's favorite game. Maybe they watch it now and then. Their favorite game show. You can't say that. But what are you gonna? Who argues with that? Do you, do you write into the network or the? They're in syndication. There isn't even a network involved. Do you write into the show and say, you, you incorrectly stated that uh, this was everybody's uh, favorite, America's favorite game, uh, but um, it is not. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys, they're America's team. Who, who told you this? When was the last survey taken? It's, it's fake news, ladies and gentlemen. It's making statements that aren't true and are obviously not true. And that's where we are right now. Uh, I'm watching a uh, a show on television. It's on, uh, I don't know what night it's on. I think it's Thursday night, I'm not sure. And it's called, um, oh, So Help Me Todd, I think it is. It's about a, 
uh, a wannabe attorney and his mother's a highfalutin attorney and they solve mysteries and crimes and things like that. And they get in trouble and all that. You know, the usual shit. Um, one of the producers of the show, um, you know, at the beginning of the show, they show all the producers that are connected to the show, you know, in the opening credits there. And one of the producers is um, Dr. Phil. <laughs> I know. I can't stand this guy. I can't. Dr. Phil was a guest on, on this show twice in my in my time with this show. And I still, I can't stand him. I just, he's so full of himself. So full of himself. It's unbelievable. And I think that uh, from what I understand, the people around him are are to bow in front of him and kiss his ring. I mean, he's just, um, he thinks that he's just television god or something. So full of himself, it's unbelievable. I am, it's, it's almost like the Trump thing, like only I can solve all the problems. That's That's the same attitude. Oh, what an obnoxious attitude that is. If you were married to somebody like that, you'd divorce them in a second. Yet his president, eh, fine, whatever. Um, so Dr. Phil, so uh, it says uh, uh, producer, executive producer, Dr. Phil McGraw. Okay. First of all, we're questioning whether you're really a doctor at all at this point. I mean, maybe some university gave you an honorary doctorate or maybe you're a doctor of something, but you're certainly not, you know, what you think you are. But man, I mean, other people, they don't put the t- their titles into their name. Phil does this. It should say executive producer Phil McGraw. And I go, oh, okay. Dr. Phil McGraw? What? What, the f- what does that have to do with producing a television show? What, the- what does a doctor have to do with it? That's typical of this type of egotism to use your title in everything so that people go, oh. Or Dr. Phil is his brand name. No, but this isn't, this isn't a brand show. You're just, you are an executive producer of a one of them, one of the many. You're not Dr. Phil. You're just Phil McGraw. See, that's what's wrong with these people. They're not just people like everybody else. They think that they are incredibly different and special. And that's where the obnoxious part comes in. I, uh, yeah. I'm not 20 years old, I'm not 25, I'm not 30, I don't know how far up the, this ladder we have to go right now, but I, I've, I've, I've had a good life, I'm, I'm still in it, but so far, you know, okay, whatever, um, I, I, I know what I'm, I know the deal, you can't pull the wool over my eyes, you can't call a banana a chair, I know that the banana is a banana, and I know what a chair looks like. And as much as you try to convince me that the banana is really a chair, it ain't going to work. Yet I've learned that there are people in this country, a lot of them, where you can simply say, you see that banana? It's not a banana, it's a chair. And their response is, oh, okay. (sighs) These are the people that I'm living with. On the planet. Gullible? Not even not even enough of a word to describe that. Stupid? Doesn't even doesn't come close. There's a lot of them out there. They can be convinced of anything, anytime. Amazing. 
absolutely amazing. And that's why I say, enjoy your democracy. It's been a fun run. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to uh, move on. (laughs) I'm delicately talking around subjects today is what I'm doing. You understand what I'm doing here? Yeah, I'm not addressing the problem directly. I'm talking around it with little signal clues for you. Do you get it? Hope you do. Uh, We're going to take a short commercial break and we come back. Uh, Yeah, you got it. Our guest will be joining us right after this. Gentlemen, have you ever been in the mood for a nice knish or maybe bagel in the schmear, but you're also in the mood for some exotic dancing? You can't find those in the same place. Until now. I'm Moishi Kaufman, inviting you to come visit us at Moishi's Knish and Strippers, the area's first genuine kosher deli and titty bar. Come in and rock out with your locks out and check out our dances. These girls are so nice, you'll plots, and they're all certified kosher. Maybe not the kind of girl you bring home to mother, but once you see Delia fold a dollar bill without using her hands, you won't care what mom thinks. Look, Bubby, you're in a strip club. That alone is enough to kill her. So live a little. Every Thursday, don't miss our buns and brisket buffet from noon to six. Moishi's condition strippers is closed on the Sabbath. Hey, we might be a little unorthodox, but we're not heathens. Dr. Stephen Ridella joins us now. He's director of the Office of Defects Investigation at NHTSA. And we're talking about automobile recalls. Um, we always name various months and weeks after things to <laughs> remind us for prevention purposes. And it's the turn of the uh, vehicle uh, safety recalls <laughs> this uh, week in March. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Okay. Good to be here. Uh, vehicle recalls, uh, obviously incredibly important, not, not only for the driver of the vehicle, but for the rest of us sharing the road. Um, don't we usually get those things through the mail or sometimes does that fall through the cracks? Well, good question, Ron. Um, vehicles, when they are under recall, manufacturer has an obligation to send a first class letter to the affected, um, owner of that vehicle Mm -hmm. and let them know that there's a safety recall on that vehicle. What is the risk? And then if parts are available, where to take it to get that vehicle fixed for free. It's very important to know that when they take it to a dealership, there's no charge for that recall. And it, mm-hmm. as you said, it will uh, fix a safety defect that could, um, you know, cause harm to the driver, to the occupants of the car, or even somebody around it. So it's just a good thing to get it done. Yeah. It's a great time of year to check for recalls because you're changing your clocks forward. You're um, changing your smoke alarm batteries, doing spring cleaning, just mm-hmm. another thing to do check for open recalls and keep your family and uh, the rest of the people on the road safe. Yeah. So we should check whether we get something in the mail or not, because it may not have reached us, right? That's true. Or you may have thought it was a piece of junk mail and thrown it out. <laughs> That's me. Uh, That's me. So <laughs> we're so uh, attuned to that, but we do offer a lot of different options, and we yeah. urge people to use those options as well. One of them is our website, which mm-hmm. is nhtsa dot gov slash recalls 
you can type your vehicle identification number, which is that, that number mm-hmm. is found at the bottom of your lower left side of your windshield mm-hmm. or inside the driver's side door jam. Mm-hmm. You type that number in and you'll get an instant readout whether or not you have an open safety recall. We have an, a hotline as well, 888-327-4236 that mm-hmm. you can call. We have operators that will take that vehicle identification number and check for the recall and let you know um, if there's a recall and where to take it to get it fixed. And finally, we have an app called Safer Car. The Safer Car was developed to give you notifications of an open safety recall on your car or child seat or even tires that you have. And you can type in your VIN. You can type in other things on your family's VINs. Let's say you have multiple cars in the family. And if you have the notifications on when a recall is declared, you'll get a notification yeah. on the phone that there is a recall and where to take it to yeah. get it fixed for free. Uh, Stephen, here's, here's the weird part. Um, when I started driving and I had my first car yeah. and I got my first recall, I, I was incensed. I said, oh, my God, someone sold me something that, that, that isn't right. Um, I must return the car. Uh, why can't they take the car back? Because they sold me something that is not good. Um, but this is just the way it is, isn't it, for automobiles? Uh, that's a great question. Yeah, they were, they were uh, more rare in the past, but recalls are fairly common now. Yeah. And in 2022 alone, Ron, there were nearly 1,100 yeah. safety recalls yeah. um, that affected 32 million vehicles and pieces of equipment like tires and child seats. Mm-hmm. Just in vehicles alone, there were 932 recalls. My office gets recalls uh, sent to it every day. So they're very common now um, because vehicles are complex. They're the most complex thing I think people uh, have built with thousands of components. And if something goes wrong that uh, does affect the safety of that vehicle, the manufacturer has an obligation to yeah. declare a recall, uh, send us uh, the information, and then offer that free free remedy to the affected owners. Yeah. I, it, the, the prevention level has, has gone up dramatically as far as I've seen in my lifetime. At first, they only recalled uh, automobiles where there were some very unfortunate incidents incurred, either injuries or, or death, and then they started recalling. Um, now it seems like it's not necessarily that anything happened yet, but it could. So I, I guess the level Correct. of yeah, it's different. It's a, it's a risk that we identify. So mm-hmm. we take in a lot of data in my office. Every every day we get consumer complaints sent to us. Mm-hmm. We take manufacturer information that's sent to us, and we comb through that data looking for how often a particular incident uh, has occurred or an allegation of a, of a, of a defect. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if no crash or injury has occurred, you're correct, um, mm-hmm. it still could appear to be a potential safety risk that needs to get fixed yeah. uh, that will, um, we think, improve safety of that vehicle. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a very quick story. I, I, I had an automobile, and I went to the nearest dealership, and they said this would take about six hours. And I said, well, like, I didn't create this problem. Can I get a rental or something? And they said, well, no, we don't provide that. Then I drove to the next dealership about 10 miles away, and they provided me a, a, a rental. Uh, so, it, it, I mean, you don't have to be stuck anywhere as long as it's a dealership, right? Correct. It's got to be a dealership. Um, and... Um, we do know that some dealers do offer, as you said, um, uh, office services like a, a free rental or perhaps a, a ride share to a location you need to go to while your vehicle is being repaired. Um, they're trying to make the potential inconvenience of a recall uh, less by offering these kinds of services or even what my dealer does. And I wait for a repair. I, they have a, a wonderful sitting area with um, a coffee and snacks and then places to work while you wait for your yep. vehicle to get fixed. Yep. 
Yes, because they want you to come back and buy another car someday. Obviously, so <laughs> possibly. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, let me ask you a question uh, off off the record here. Um, if I were interested in buying a car in the future, um, would I be able to ask somebody, such as your organization, like which manufacturers have the most recalls or the least, that kind of thing? Well, actually, this is a great question. You can do it yourself now. We have huh. a, a online. We have uh, information that you can search recalls. Um, it's uh, on our website. I think it's at nhtsa.gov slash recalls. Uh-huh. And you can type in, it's a, it's a uh, sort of interactive app, if you will, online that you can look for recalls for a particular manufacturer. You can look at, compare manufacturer recalls. Uh, and it gives you more information about the safety of those vehicles um, and how often a particular vehicle has been recalled. So, yeah, it's a tool that we think is, is um, providing consumers more information about uh, the particular vehicle they may be interested in as well. You know, NHTSA does run crash tests on vehicles as well, new vehicles, and post safety ratings for those vehicles uh, on our uh, website as well to inform people about how safe a particular vehicle will be in protecting their family. Great. So it's an easy one, two, three kind of thing to find out if you have a recall involved or to just check that out. And this is the reminder of to do that. Couldn't hurt, right? Correct. Uh, the website, nhtsa.gov slash recalls. The phone number, 888-327-4236. Or the Safer Car app download. And um, again, the vehicle identification number is the only thing you need for all three of those to give you back information about your vehicle. Great. Again, it's uh, NHTSA. And, you know, you mentioned a phone number. Thank you so much. I do thousands of interviews. Nobody's giving me phone numbers anymore. I like it when there's a phone number. (laughs) Repeat that again, please. 888-327-4236. I thank you for providing a phone number and being so unique in that sense. Hey, thank you so much for uh, talking to us today. Well, that'll do it for me today. Thank you for your time. And thank you to my guest. I'll be back again tomorrow with a brand new program. But until that time arrives, I wish you peace. Peace.